What's up, college baseball fans? Welcome to episode 10 of the 2020 season of the 11.7 podcast, the college baseball podcast brought to you by Fowlpole Sports. Today, we are dropping our newest edition of the top 25. We're going to review some of the biggest um, weekend series. We're going to talk about some tournament play, and we're going to preview some midweek matchups for this upcoming week. So you guys stay with us. It's going to be a great episode. It is Monday, February 24th, and we have a very special episode today. We're going to be releasing a new Top 25, which we actually just tweeted out just a couple minutes ago. And um, we're going to talk about all the Top 25 teams and why we placed them in each one. We're going to review some of the uh, weekend series that were just amazing to watch, including the Florida versus Miami battle. We had two extra inning games and another close one today. Uh, we have a lot of tournament play stuff we're going to talk about, including the Round Rock Classic and the Kleberg Classic down in Corpus Christi, the um, Tony Gwynn Legacy Tournament over in California. So um, we're going to talk about all that. We're going to review our series Pick'em Challenge that we let you, the listeners, get in on and, and submit your picks. I think we had a couple people go 6-0 and too, which is very impressive. And uh, we're going to pre- preview some of the midweeks on Tuesday and Wednesday for this upcoming week. Uh, we're starting to get into the the really exciting part of the season where teams are scheduling a little bit harder opponents, and I think this week's going to be a really exciting one coming like moving forward. So, Dimitri is here with me. Dimitri, say what's up to the people. We're back. Heck yeah, we're back. And dude, I just want to give you some props because you absolutely crushed it on social media this weekend. We had probably I don't know. Um, I would say at least two or three hundred new followers on Twitter and a lot of an interaction on our tweets. And uh, I give you all the props for that. And then you handled our Instagram account really well, too. Like we had um, some big time players DMing us saying that they appreciated our work and appreciate what we do for college baseball. Kind of make it a little up, bit more. Shout out to Justin Foscue. Yeah, Justin Foscue, Servideo. Um, those were the. Uh, who else DM'd us? There's a few more big time guys. The guy from Clemson. I forget his name, but. Um, the pitcher, what's his name? Um, the pitcher, what's his name? It was, um, that's probably a bad look for us that we don't know his name, but, yeah. <laughs> um, we had, I mean, dude, there was some big time yeah, guys yeah, DMing yeah, us yeah, saying how yeah, much they, they just, they just like what we do for the sport. And so we, we thought that was a nice little brag that we wanted to share with you guys. Um, we wouldn't, none of this would be possible if it wasn't for you, the listeners and you, the followers on social media, you guys really drive us to keep going. And, uh, we love what we do though. I mean, that's for sure. But, Oh no, absolutely. I mean, the coverage, I mean, honestly, Ben, the reason why I enjoy doing the coverage, I mean, obviously I enjoy the sport, but it's like, I want to be able, I want people to be able to enjoy the game because when I was in school, we didn't get this kind of coverage. You just kind of hope somebody would tweet about you or something. Yeah, you just kind of hope that like Kendall Rogers kept up with your series and like, you know, oh, Mercer Baseball sweeps East Carolina this weekend. Like, you know, a couple other guys, you know, had a good weekend. And like that was all the coverage you really had. And 
like no offense to like Kendall Rogers and like Aaron Fit because I think they do a fabulous job reporting the game. But we're more than just reporting the game. We're trying to give it a little bit of edge, a little bit of value behind our appreciation for the players because we know what it's like. Yeah, dude, all the shindig, the shit talking, the the beef, the the swag. Right. Yeah. I mean, anytime that there's two teams that hate each other, like we're going to be the ones reporting how much they hate each other, not just like, oh yeah, dugouts are chirping at each other. Like, no, no, we're going to dive deep and figure out what's going on and and, and report on that. So, uh, but we do like the, we kind of like the nitty gritty stuff too, like coming up with our own rankings. And like last week, for example, we were the first college baseball outlet, like media outlet to release um, the rankings. So we weren't looking on anybody's rankings like no baseball America, no D1 baseball. Um, that was all us. Perfect game. Yeah, it was all us, and and it kind of matched up pretty similar to what the other guys released. And and so, I think that shows a little bit about how much research we actually do put into it. I mean, some listeners probably think that we sit around and just comment on popular topics in college baseball, but no, we do sit down and research and and compare and contrast these teams, and we we use the eyeball test. That's one thing that we're very proud of is like we, we watched probably 30, 40 games between the two of us this weekend and um, we've seen these teams play. And so we know kind of, kind of talent level and coaching and player development and all that stuff. We know how that stuff rolls. So we're going to kind of import that into our rankings as well. So we do appreciate every single one of you listeners. We think that uh, without you guys, you know, interacting with us none of this would be possible. So that's kind of our time to tell you guys, thank you. Um, but Dimitri, any, before we get into the top 25, are there any like hot points you want to talk about? Anything that really caught your eye this weekend? Cause I have one thing. I mean, all, I mean, the biggest thing for me was how about them damn central Florida night? Dude, that's, that's it. I mean, central Florida put a whooping on Auburn this weekend. Like none of the games were as close as the scores were. Um, we thought that Auburn was going to come out today and kind of have some pride at home, not getting swept by UCF. And they just, I mean, they folded. They gave up 12 runs early and just had no shot. And props to Central Florida because they look like a not just a tournament team, but a possible host um, coming out of the American Conference. So I know you've talked about it quite a bit. Like, I think you talked about it on a Friday show. The American Conference is probably the third best conference, maybe, you know, maybe fourth. It depends on where you put like the Big 12 and Pac-12. But right now in my eyes, I think it goes SEC, ACC, American as far as teams I've seen play, uh, we saw UConn just beat up on Michigan. We saw Houston have a good tournament. Um, hey, I my, hey, I told you about Tennessee. I told yeah, we'll you. Tennessee here a little bit. That's, that was my point. But, dude, let's talk about the American a little bit. The American Conference with UCF and East Carolina, Houston, UConn, Tulane. Tulane went up to Cal State Fullerton, won two out of three there. And after, after sweeping Florida Gulf Coast last week, these are the teams that – I mean, as far as top to bottom goes, it makes the conference look so much better going to these out-of-conference series and winning them. So I, my biggest thing was UCF showed out this week. We put them in our top 25. And then the American Conference as a whole really showed up the first two weeks of the season. And I want to give them some credit because nobody talks about them much in baseball. Everybody's Big 12, Pac-12, ACC, SEC, even Big 10 now, which all those conferences are good, but... Man, the American is is no mid major compared to those. Like they, they, 
they fit. They they're right up there with the other guys. So I mean, the American is definitely putting a name up for themselves. I mean, UConn freaking smacked Michigan around. They beat them three out of four games, right? UCF made some loud noise. Houston lost an extra to Texas Tech. Tulane. Um, Tulane went one, two out of three. East Carolina swept. I'm like, I'm saying, I, I think the I think the American Conference definitely gets a team to Omaha this year. Everybody has kind of been riding East Carolina's coattail in the uh, in the American. Like, you guys got to be the ones to make it to Omaha. You guys got to be the ones. This year, I think they have five teams that could potentially make it. So, um, but yeah, anyways, moving on. Let's talk about Tennessee a little bit, because you called it on, on last Wednesday, whenever we recorded the episode. You said Tennessee is going to come into this Round Rock tournament and smoke these teams, and that's what they did. They, they, they I mean, did. Um, they, they went in there and handled, I mean, talk about a business trip. Yeah, I mean... And this, that's one of the SEC teams that a lot of people forget about. I mean, they were not even ranked in the preseason, and I think there were seven or eight SEC teams on the preseason top 25. Um, Tennessee looks – honestly, I think they look better than Auburn. I think they look better than LSU at some points. Uh, I mean, there's – Tennessee's going to be a, a big challenge for a lot of these schools. That's, do they, do they – I mean, I'm looking right now, I'm looking at – a, a top three finish in the SEC East with Georgia and Florida. I don't know if Tennessee can get over the hump and beat and finish in front of either one of those teams. But let me mark this, mark my word. Between Florida and Tennessee, Tennessee or Georgia and uh, Florida, Tennessee will win one of those series. Oh, absolutely. And um, I don't know. I mean, it is early, right? Like we don't know. At, at home versus Florida, and they're at Georgia. They're going to win one of those series. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if we looked at the standings in April and said, oh, wow, Tennessee's like one game out of first place in the SEC East. Um, but, and I think they have it all. I think they have good starting pitching. I think their bullpen is probably their best piece. And then they have guys that just. Hey, Jake Rucker went off this weekend. He had three homers on the year. Um, their guys just seem to put the ball in play more than most. I mean, power-hitting teams. Like, obviously, I think Tennessee is a power-hitting team, but they don't strike out as much get on as base most power-hitting too, man. Teams. Get on base. They get on base. They caught, I mean, they play good defense. I was really impressed with them. So, between Tennessee, UCF and Tennessee, I think both of them showed me a lot this weekend. Um, I, I think Tennessee, I think they're older, they're better. And you know what's crazy? Alaric Solari isn't even really hitting yet. Well, he One, didn't even start the game today. He came in, I think, and pinch hit. He's hitting like a like a hundred this year. Yeah, he's not, but I mean, let him get hot, and the rest of the team keep going. They're gonna they're gonna be good, man. Right? No, absolutely. But it is early. But anyways, let's go ahead and move into our top twenty-five rankings. We, uh, I mean, is number one a question right now? I think most people would say. I would say that most people would agree that the Florida Gators should deservingly be number one after sweeping Miami. And I'm, look, I know the games were close. And I know two of the three, the first two at least of the series, no, they were all easily could have won. Today. And, yeah, I mean, today was close as well. But two extra inning games that I think Miami, you know, if they don't make some boneheaded defensive yeah, plays, yeah. I think they win both of those games. Miami, Miami should have won. I mean, they should have won that series. They have issues to figure out. They need to figure out their bullpen. They need to learn how to win a close game. 
which they haven't been very good at um, the last couple of years. They've got to learn how to win the close game. Get the two-out hit. Two-out hitting wins baseball game. Absolutely. And, and they couldn't do it, and they kept making mistakes. They made errors in the field. They they can't get the strikeout that they need. They, they just, I mean, dude, I don't even think they played their best baseball, and the, the number one versus number two. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think they played even close to the best baseball that they're going to play all year, and they hung with Florida. And I think it says a lot about Miami. They, they played probably as bad as they're going to play all year. And they, they hung in with Florida, who I think should, deserves to be number one. I don't know if they're the most talented team right now, but Florida is our number one team. And we, we moved Miami from two to five. And we'll get there in a second. But we didn't drop Miami too far just because we felt like they fit. And if they would have played this series in March, who knows what the outcome would have been. They just didn't They didn't get the timely hits. They made some boneheaded defensive plays. Besides that, I think they hung in there well, and they showed me a lot with, with their starting pitching. I thought their starting pitching was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, moving on. So we have Florida at number one. We have Arkansas moving up to number two. Arkansas is undefeated this no, year. No, we have Vandy at two, Arkansas at three. Oh, sorry. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. Vanderbilt at number two. Sorry, Arkansas fans. Um, we moved Vanderbilt to number two. They, they bounced back this week. Talent-wise, I think they're the number one team in the country. They just have so many draft picks, so many All-Americans. They're one of those teams that they're not clicking yet, but you kind of saw a sign this weekend. Hey, five games this week, three shutouts. Yeah, like their their pitching staff's unbelievable. They're going to give the SEC headaches all year. Vanderbilt's at number two. Number three is Arkansas. They had a very impressive sweep over Gonzaga, which – I mean, if, if you don't follow college baseball, you probably think Gonzaga is not a good program. But, hey, I, I promise you, Gonzaga had some dudes on their team. They came ready to play. Arkansas didn't budge one bit. I felt like anytime you, you sweep a team four days in a row, so Thursday through Sunday, that's impressive. Um, Arkansas, you, they showed a little bit of everything. Casey Martin hit a homer today, just an absolute bomb. Uh, Heston Kirkstead had a, or Herkstead had a good weekend. How about and the Dimitri? How about the old seventeen-year-old second baseman that uh, somebody said? I hope his mom signed off on the permission slip because yeah, uh, their their barstool, their bar. Uh, he would like to Houston. We go in their barstool. Like, make sure you get your parents to sign the permission slip. Ha! I mean, dude, how crazy is that? He's seventeen years old playing second base at a, the number one, number three team in the country, um, and not just playing. He's making a difference. Did you see the play? The the backhanded glove flip yeah. he made. Yeah. I mean, just just a freak talent, and and yeah. So Arkansas is going to this the big Houston College Classic, which I'll be at this weekend. Um, they're going to be matching up with Texas, Oklahoma, and Baylor. A little SEC versus Big Twelve action should be good. Um, I'm excited to see this Arkansas team play in, in person because from right now, I mean, they look like a very solid team from top to bottom. There's not a weak point in their lineup. Um, so yeah, well, that's why we have them at number three. Number four, we have Texas Tech, who slipped up a little bit on Friday night against Tennessee. But even with four freshmen in the starting lineup, they look like a very good team. Another Omaha run, definitely in the picture for them. They, uh, they finished the tournament 2-1 and one this weekend. So they beat Stanford, and they beat Houston. Had to take Houston to extra innings today, but Houston, Houston's a good, solid club too now. Don't, don't overlook them. They're not last year's club who underachieved. This no, year. we said. Remember what we said. We said we wouldn't be surprised they won that tournament. They were close. They were close. 
They were real close. Um, I already talked about it a little bit, but Miami at number five. I mean, I think they probably – I don't know if I, this comes off weird, but they're definitely the swaggiest team in, in college baseball. Like, the guys just have big chains and tattoos and awesome last names like Lala and Gil and um, Van what, – what's the Friday guy's Van name? Bell. Van Bell. Just, like, fun last names to say. Hey, something that people are forgetting – Miami did lose their starting shortstop, Freddie Zamora. Yeah, Zamora was probably their best overall player. Um, Villar's taken over for him, and he made a couple errors this weekend, which isn't a good look. But, you know, like Miami just – they were young last year. Everybody got playing time. They look a lot better this year. And but once so- their big bats get going, like Gill and Terrell um, and then Lala at the top of the order, like they're going to produce a lot of runs – probably going to either win the ACC or come in second to Louisville. Florida uh, State looks all right. But, Dimitri, like, would it surprise you to have three, maybe even four teams in Florida host a regional? Because if you count Florida, Miami, uh, Florida State, and possibly if UCF is the real deal. I I mean, dude, I can't imagine Florida gets four hosts. Um. I don't, I don't know if UCF will get a hosting bid, but if they did, that that would be pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying the chances are very slim that that I, actually I, I happens. But who knows? Like I, I'm saying, those four teams were, like from Florida impressed me this weekend. So we'll hey, see. Uh, moving on to number six, we have we bumped up UCLA. And they moved up seven spots. They move up seven spots, but deservingly so. Um, they beat Loyola Marymount ten to one during the Who's midweek. A good club. Good club. We saw them in the regionals last year. And then this weekend against St. Mary's, they gave up one run in three games. So out of the four games they played this week, they gave up two total runs. Their and pitching they've staff. Given up, they've given up one, two, five runs on the year. Yeah, out of seven games, they've given up five runs. So their pitching staff is just full of bullets, live bullets coming at you. They're the Them and Vanderbilt, I think, have the two best pitching development in all of college baseball. And we've seen so many first rounders come out of each school. So Louisville's at number, I mean, sorry, UCLA is at number six. Um, number seven is Georgia. Georgia went four and one this week. They handled Kennesaw state 10 to three. And then they, they kind of slipped up a little bit against Santa Clara on Clara Saturday. Too, man. They're a good major from the West coast. I mean, they went into extras on Saturday, their first game of the doubleheader. Lost five four, and they had they had they had the lead going into the bottom of the tenth or eleventh, and made a mistake. Tucker and, Bradley, cool. one of my favorite players in college baseball, um, kind of looks like Alex Gordon a little bit up there at the plate. Who Tucker Bradley? Who did I say? Tucker Bradley, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a beast. He's he's one of those SEC guys that you'll see at the either first team or second team All SEC at the end of the year. Probably George, best the best overall player at Georgia by far. Um, but yeah, so Georgia slips up today, eight to four against Santa Clara. But again, Santa Clara is a really good team from California. Like they got some West Coast talent. We think Georgia's, you know, seven one, seven and one right now this season. Ranked them at seven, just ahead of number eight Mississippi State, who had a great weekend against Oregon State. A couple comeback wins, and then they lose today, seven two. But it was a two to not, or I think it was a two to two game in the seventh. So that Sunday bullpen couldn't hold up for Mississippi State. I saw somewhere where it snapped a 14-game win streak when they're wearing all black um, on their Sunday Sunday all black. Rowdy Jordan 
and Tanner Allen was back this weekend. Roddy Jordan almost had an unbelievable catch to rob a go-ahead double, dropped it, hit it against the wall. But, but yeah, so Mississippi State, I don't think they're as good as they were last year or the year before, but they just keep winning games. And, and anytime you can beat Oregon State two out of three on a weekend, that's really big. So um, we kept we moved them to eight this week. Hey, number, number nine. nine. Hey, number, number nine team in my vote for the swaggiest team in college baseball. Number nine? Oh, yeah. So number nine is the in-state rival of Mississippi State, Ole Miss. And Ole Miss not only throws a no-hitter on Friday, um, but I think they hit eight home runs this weekend, outscored Xavier. They had more 30, home runs. 35, Xavier. I want to say 35 to three. So, uh, yeah, 30, 35-3. And they out they had more home runs than Xavier had hit. Yeah, so I saw that tweet where Ole Miss had eight home runs, Xavier had five hits on the weekend. So that's impressive. And that's a good little bounce back weekend um, after going to extra innings against Alcorn State in the midweek. But Ole Miss is sitting at six and one. They've already beat Louisville two out of three in a weekend series, so that's why we moved them to nine. Louisville is number ten. We dropped them kind of a little like quite a bit. I think they went from three to ten. This week. We didn't drop them because they lost games necessarily. It was how they won the game. Yeah, well, so they lost a shocking midweek game, 10-3 to to Wright State. And then they come back this weekend, and they didn't play great baseball against Valparaiso. Like they, they, they didn't look like they were just dominating just purely – or what is the word? Um, far better than, the, than them. I mean, they just, they just won purely on talent, but you didn't, yeah. you didn't see the great team. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, it's early. I know that, you know, Alex Benellis is hurt. Um, the, another guy in the starting lineup, I can't think of who it is, but they have another piece that's hurt. Louisville was ranked number one preseason by a lot of outlets, so the talent is there. We just really haven't seen it yet. Besides Reed Detmers thrown on Friday, all their other games have looked pretty ugly. So they're 4-3 and three this year. Two of those games were won solely based on Reed Detmer's performances, who's going to be a first-team All-American. So they slipped down to number 10. Number 11, we have NC State, who's just been mashing baseballs. Uh, they, they took care of business this weekend against uh, Tennessee Tech, and they won 8-2, 10-3, 15-1. So NC State looks like the real deal. Uh, Patrick Bailey behind the dish is really good. He'll be an All-American. 12, we have another ACC team. Bailey, we have had, Bailey had two home runs, the doubleheader, including a grand slam. Yeah, Bailey, dude, Bailey's a beast. He'll probably be the first catcher drafted this year if I had to imagine. Um, Florida State is at 12. So that group of 10, 11, 12, all ACC teams, don't really know how to separate them just yet, but I think that they're pretty even as far as you know te- team goes from top to bottom. But, yeah, Florida State went 4-0 this week, 7-1 on the season. Took care of business against Cincinnati and South Florida. They have some big tests coming up, if I, if I remember correctly. Maybe not this week, but the week after. So we'll really see what they're made out of. But they've won seven in a row since losing opener to Niagara. Um, so the Seminoles look good. 13 might be the most surprising team in my book so far. Texas A&M. I mean, they've put up – listen to these scores. They, they won 13-4, to 30-2, 12-3, 6-5, 14-12. That hey, offense. How about that offense? Look, black and night and day compared to last, last year's year. offense. Yeah, I mean Texas A&M for like the last two or three years they is known as the team, team that. Yeah, they were they were boring to watch to hit. Yeah, they were boring. There was no extra base hit power. I mean, it was just 
Texas A&M was just known for manufacturing runs in the SEC, and and yeah, they had good pitching, and they still have some pretty good pitching this year. Asa Lacy might be the most impressive arm I've seen, um, throwing 98 from the left side. But yeah, that offense has just been clicking, absolutely clicking right now. They don't hit any balls soft. Okay. Everything is barreled up. Texas A&M deserves to be 13, maybe even a little higher if we're going off just the eye test. But I don't think we had them ranked preseason. They're, they're making big jumps, though. Um, and they jumped ahead of one of their biggest rivals, LSU, who we have at 14. So LSU loses two games this week. Very ugly on their behalf. They lose a nickel state. We always talk about LSU midweek games in-state. They just always have trouble with. And they carried that over to Friday when they lost 2 to nothing to OBC, you know, bottom of the Ohio Valley Conference, Eastern Kentucky, 2 to nothing, Getting shut out. And I know we talked about it on Friday's episode, but getting shut out by Eastern Kentucky is not good. That's not a good look. That's ugly. ugly. Yeah, they bounced back and won 6-3 and 10-2 the next two days. But LSU, we dropped to 14 for obvious reasons. But we'll see what they're really made out of this coming up week because I think they play against Texas Oklahoma and Baylor, three really good Big 12 teams. So um, moving on, we got Michigan at 15. Everybody was all over Michigan last week because they beat Vanderbilt, beat Arizona State, I believe. But, they, you know, they lost two out of three against UConn, and including Sunday night's loss to UConn as well from last week. They lost three out of four games to UConn. Um, that's definitely a step down from what they were last weekend. That's for sure. Um, and, and now, hey, they're about to go out west to play Cal Poly for three, Stanford and Cal, and then Pepperdine for three. Yeah, that's that's some to tough baseball. Two weeks. I mean, props to Michigan for scheduling all these teams because I think if they come out winning most of these games, it's going to significantly help their RPI. But kind of risky. I mean, because these teams can all play. There's not a cupcake. I mean, Stanford probably be the worst I team out of those. Three. I see three or four, at least four more losses. I do too. I definitely do. And who knows? I mean, I, I think those games will hold up against the Big tw- Big Ten Conference because I don't think the Big Ten's as good as some of those teams out west. But, but yeah, no, it's a definitely a, it's a tough, tough schedule. I would, I would even be willing to say that Michigan probably has the toughest schedule so far to start the year, as far as in the top twenty-five. Just every single game is is meaningful and good teams. So. Yeah, so going from Florida where they played this week out west, traveling, that sucks. That definitely sucks, being away from home that long. Uh, 17, or sorry, 16, we have Duke. Talked about Duke a little bit, but they gave up one run in four games this week. How incredible is that? Shut out William & Mary, shut up Cornell the first two days, and then give up one Cor- run today. Hey, it might be Cornell, but you know what? They've yeah. given up in their last... Five games, they've given up one run. Yeah, Duke, Duke's pitching staff, I don't know if the competition they're playing is bad. Uh, but Prop to Cornell. 2 well, nothing, 3-1 yesterday and today. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, they lose 2 nothing and 3-1. That's, that's respectable, especially for a team that's probably been indoors the whole offseason. Uh-huh. Can't go outside and play up there. So, But, yeah, we have Duke at 16. They look really good. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about them next week. They got they got Air Force in the midweek, and then they got Purdue, Minnesota, and Iowa. Yeah, so they're gonna be matching up against three of the Big Ten, I guess, favorites this yeah, year. Yeah, ACC Big Ten Challenge. Yeah, so that'd be fun. Um, and then Arizona State, we drop a little bit because did we? 
We have Arizona State at 17. What were they last week? Like Arizona State, Arizona State with 12 last week. 12, yes. Yeah. So we dropped them to 17. They played Oklahoma State and lost 2-1, to one, close game. Boston College, they, yeah, they won 10-4, 8-4, 8-4. I mean, they just, they're not playing their best baseball right I now. I don't think they're better than the team we named. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I was trying to think of an excuse of why we dropped them. I didn't really have one, but I agree. I think the teams we've named in front of them have shown us more than what Arizona State has right now. And I mean, I guess the bright side is they still have Spencer Torkelson. And Torkelson, when he gets pitched to, puts the ball over the fence consistently. But I saw a tweet where he's on pace to have like 74 intentional walks this year. Intentional walks, not just pitched around walks. Like, hey, go to first base, just point. And that hurts the lineup a lot. So I'm, I'm starting the campaign of pitch to Torkelson 2020. I think that college baseball needs him. Um, he's, he's a star. He's a superstar. And he doesn't get to see strikes like everybody else. Moving on, we got East Carolina at 18. East Carolina sweeps Georgia Southern, but they lose the midweek to Campbell. I think ECU is just going to be exactly what they have been the last three years or so, where they're going to be a top 25 team all year. They're going to have high expectations, but I just don't know if they have the full pitching staff to go you know, into a regional and win it and then battle a team in the super regionals. Obviously, it depends on who they match up with, but East Carolina is a really good team. I just don't think they're quite there as far as being great. But I've been proven wrong multiple times in the past, so let's see. Um, 19 is a team we've already talked about a lot. Tennessee jumps into the rankings at 19 after winning all three games this weekend in a tough uh, Round Rock Classic, beating Texas Tech, Stanford, and Houston. Those are all three good teams to have on your resume. And, I mean, we, we, we've talked about them enough, I think, already this episode. But the Volunteers going to do some damage in the SEC if they stay healthy. That's they a fact. Be good, man. I think they're going to be really good. I mean, they did what they needed to do. Yeah, I agree. And so let me ask you this. Let me just get off of baseball real quick. Do you prefer the Volunteer Orange or the University of Texas Longhorns Burnt Orange? I prefer the burnt orange. I think Tennessee's orange is gross. I think it just reminds you of like a peach. Ugly orange. Like, 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 dude, like when you wear clothes and you're trying to like match outfit, that orange that they wear, and like your shoes, like it's just an ugly orange. (laughs) I agree. I think I like the Texas Longhorns burnt orange a little bit more, but I don't know. The uniforms that that Tennessee breaks out, especially whenever they wear like their cream or whenever they break out the black uniforms. Their cream and their dark gray are nice, but I hate yeah. orange. I, I like I like Tennessee's uniform selections, but the you know, the, you know when I when I went on my visit to Tennessee, um, when I went on my visit there, I literally was walking through the clubhouse and I was with their pitching coach. Um, oh my god. What's his name? Jason Beverly. Beverlin was their pitching coach at the time, like recruiting coordinator. And I was like, I asked him, I remember this. I was like, don't lie to me. I was like, do you do you enjoy seeing that color orange everywhere? And he was like, he was like, you know what, man? I he goes, I don't really even notice it after a while. He's like, could I would I change it? Maybe. He goes, but he goes, you know, you just kind of it grows on you. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I just I'm kind of colorblind in a way. Like, I'm red-green colorblind, so I don't see colors as well as everybody else. So, 
but those are the two like oranges i'm really good at i can tell the differences in oranges and i'm proud of it and i i don't know that it just the volunteer orange hasn't grown on me yet but i do like the uniform selections they have for baseball that's for sure um anyways enough tennessee talk i bet people are sick of that um number 20 we have tcu who beats a first round a potential first round pick in max myers of minnesota 12 nothing yesterday offense is clicking on all cylinders they lose today to Minnesota, but I will say Minnesota is my favorite to win the Big Ten. I think they're a good club as well, and it was a, it was a hard-fought loss today for TCU, but I'm starting to think this team has a real chance. I know that Schlossnagel is talking about this being his best pitching staff as a whole he's had in the last 10 years, so that's a good sign because we've seen good pitchers come out of there. Um, so they're sitting at 20 in our rankings. They do play tomorrow. They played a Saturday-Sunday-Monday series against Minnesota, so they will be playing, I guess if you're listening right now, they will be playing tonight, uh, Monday night, against Minnesota. Number 21, one of my favorite teams so far to watch, UCF, who just put a whooping on Auburn. Went into the plains and just smacked Auburn around. And, and Dude, it wasn't even close. What, none of the games were even Auburn, close. I know Auburn made kind of a comeback yesterday, but UCF held up. I like the pitching staff. I mean, I like the guys that show up there with tattoos and shirts unbuttoned all the way, you know, three buttons down. They have the look of a team that is going to give people trouble. And I'm not saying they're going to host a regional, but I'm saying that right now you would have to have a conversation about if they handle their business and conference play and maybe win a couple big midweek games against Florida or Miami. Uh, maybe a discussion to hosting a regional, which would be really good for Orlando, really good for the school. I'm a big goal. I'm, are have, they you big? Ever, have you ever seen a big game at UCF? Never. It's rowdy, man. It is rowdy. They've got these. They've got like some makeshift bleachers out in right center field. Um, their fans are rowdy. It, it, uh-huh. it, it, it is a sick place to play. You know what? I'll, I'll make this promise right here. If if UCF hosts a regional, I'll go to it. I'll make it, the drive it, down it, to it's Orlando. A sick environment. I I loved it there. Um, whenever they play Florida or Miami in Orlando, you've got you've got to watch. It's sick. I'll be keeping an eye on for those games because I do want to see what they look like. Maybe Auburn is a little bit overrated, and we are ranking them. 100%. Hey, not maybe. They are overrated. We're ranking them based Tim off their College Tim World Hurst Series performance got, last hey, year. He's, got some learn, he's learning on the job how to be a college pitching coach. He's got Sorry about Hudson, yeah. But Tim Hudson's got his hands full. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, we do have Auburn ranked 25th in these rankings. They dropped from 9 to 25th, but – before that, we have Oklahoma 22. They have a big weekend coming up. We have North Carolina 23. They lose two out of three to Dallas Baptist. They win nine nothing on opening night, or sorry, not opening night, on Friday night, and then lose two close games against Dallas Baptist. They just the like Sabato and and uh, who's the other guy I'm thinking of from UNC, but they the two power guys they have. Um, they just didn't really show up this weekend, and when they don't show up, the, the offense just doesn't look good as a whole. So um, UNC at 23. Yeah, I, I think I think you, uh, North Carolina, they, they, they didn't seem like they put, did too much damage as far as extra base hits and power. Um, yeah, and I think last week in midweek games they showed that because – Their arms were pretty average. Yeah, well, they went through a streak where um, – they beat Elon 7-1 midweek, and they beat High Point 14-0, and then to come in Friday and win 9-0 against Dallas Baptist. And then they just get three runs the next two games, and 
I mean, I was impressed with Dallas Baptist, and I watched some of these games. It's just it was so tough to watch the North Carolina games on ESPN Plus because they had one camera angle, and it was from behind home plate, and I just it was a bad look, and I was kind of embarrassed for North Carolina to put that product out. Uh, they just, I mean, they should be better than that. They should have four or five cameras and and a scoreboard. They didn't have, or maybe they did have a scoreboard. I just didn't notice it, but they. The ESPN Plus coverage of that game was embarrassing. So they deserve to lose those last two games. Um, maybe give them a little wake-up call. But So we have Auburn 25. Texas is at 24. Texas beats who we've been calling America's team, Boise State. They sweep Boise State this week. Hey, we talked I'm a, little, a fan. Yeah, I mean, Boise State should have won the last two games, in my opinion. I, I think, know, dude. I know, dude. I was if, so if, I think if they would have been the home team, I think Boise State would have won both of those games. But Texas is at 24. How sick would that have been? Do what? How sick would that have been if Boise State would have walked into Texas and took two? Yeah, the first, the, literally the first week of baseball they've had in 40 years beat Texas two out of three. But um, So we've kind of labeled Boise State as America's team. We have them, uh, I don't know, we're going to be rooting for them all year. We'll, we'll keep you guys updated, but we want you guys to join this Boise State Boise State Broncos tribe with us. Uh, we're going to be following them all year until, the, I mean, they're going to get their first win eventually, right? Like, there's no way they go 0-56. Hell no. Yeah. I'm so, quitting the team before I go 0-56. I'm getting off that bus. Yeah, <laughs> I am too. Uh, <laughs> God, that would be so bad. But I don't think I'm making it to 0-25. No, they'll win a game here in the next couple weeks. That's that's almost certain. But just to recap it real quick, I know we, we paused at each one just to talk about each team. We have Florida, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Texas Tech, Miami, top five. UCLA, Georgia, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Louisville, six through ten. NC State, Florida State, Texas A&M, LSU, Michigan, ten through fifteen. Duke, Arizona State, East Carolina, Tennessee, TCU, sixteen through twenty. UCF, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Texas, Auburn, 21 through 25. So still early in the year. This is what we have for our top 25. Remember that these are opinions. These are our you know, research and stuff put into it. Obviously, some of you guys are going to disagree on a lot of things and try to prove us wrong. We understand that. Not going to change our mind right now. It's our, our opinion, what we think. And so... Ben, you want to hear something real quick? So you know how on IG we did like the voting we let people vote between the series yeah 70 percent 500 people pick unc to win that series 30 percent pick dallas baptist and wow. then 81 percent 530 people picked auburn to beat ucf Whew. that's bad 58 percent picked cal state fullerton to beat Tulane, um, and then so what you're saying is the public is was wrong this week. What our, our followers were wrong. Yeah. So and if they want to get mad at us, they need to pick, they need to learn how to pick games better. Yeah, and and just I guess I forgot to do this part, but there's four teams that are kind of on the verge of making these top 25 uh, oh, yeah. rankings. We have Tulane, Long Beach State, Dallas Baptist, and Pepperdine. All and, four of those uh, teams. Georgia Tech. Oh, and Georgia Tech, sorry. Yeah, I skipped right over Georgia Tech. I think Georgia Tech's the next team out. Um, I'd like to put them in instead of Auburn, but felt like it was unfair to Auburn to go from nine to not rank. Uh, but, yeah, so Georgia Tech, Tulane, Long Beach State, Dallas Baptist, and Pepperdine 
right on the verge. Um, they're they're probably 26 through 30 in that order, but but yeah. So next week we'll have updated. We'll have a, actually we'll have updated rankings every Sunday night. We're trying to release them like between you know 10 and midnight Sunday night, just so that you guys can have them for all the night owls out there. Look at it, and then for the early risers Monday morning, they will be posted. Um, but yeah, so talk a little bit about the the series pick them just real quick. We had the top six series that we felt were um, important. Dimitri went two and one because he picked Dallas Baptist to beat North Carolina two out of three. He picked Mississippi State to beat Oregon State two out of three. And he picked Miami to beat Florida two out of three. So that was the one he lost. That was bullshit. That Miami. <laughs> I mean, dude, I mean, Florida was a better team that weekend. What are you going to say? I mean, dude, damn it, Miami. They didn't deserve to win the series, Dimitri. <laughs> they didn't deserve. No, they didn't deserve it. But they were they they were very capable of winning that series. Right, but and I, I, mean, I guess that's what separates from the great teams. Anyways, to your side. I went one and two. I was trying to avoid this, but I guess I got to say it anyways. Um, I got East Carolina right. They swept Georgia Southern, but then I missed. Was, I feel like that was too. I gave you that pick. That was too easy. I know. Well, I picked Fullerton um, to beat. Who did they play? I'm, I'm blanking on. Oh, Tulane, right? Yeah. By the way, you were close. You were you were extra inning the way from. Yeah, and then I picked Wake Forest to beat um, Long Beach State, and that did not happen. Wake Forest looked like crap. We dropped them from the rankings. Um, it's terrible, dude. They were terrible this week. <laughs> terrible. Absolutely terrible. They went 0-3 this week. They lose 6-2, 7-3, And that's an offense I've been bragging about all year. So Wake Forest is kind of just they're, – they're on the verge of getting canceled. I'll go ahead and say it. They're, they're really <laughs> making me mad. They're making me mad, man. I, I'm talking – I had them in one of my eight for Omaha preseason. No, you did not. I did, yeah. I sure did. And they are making me look stupid. Man, they look awful. Yeah, well – Hopefully they get heated up before nothing I cancel. Again, nothing against Long Beach, but Wake Forest didn't. Dude, I feel like you know what? I feel like you you can just kind of know in the preseason, like okay, Wake Forest. No, they're not a top twenty-five team. Right. They'll but, never be in. They'll never be in my preseason ranking ever again. <laughs> they'll never be in my preseason ranking either. They're on the verge of getting canceled, like Ole Miss did last <laughs> year. But um, the last thing we got to do. We got to talk a little bit about some some midweek action. We're going to preview. So Tuesday, I picked out four games that I really like. Southern Miss is playing Ole Miss. That's going to be fun. I know those two fan bases hate each other. I think they actually play. I think this one's at Ole Miss, but I know Southern Miss usually plays either Mississippi State or Ole Miss in uh, the Mississippi Braves field in Jackson, Mississippi. But I didn't look into it if that's where it's going to be. But you guys can figure that out. You guys can look at the schedule if you're interested. But Southern Miss, great start to the season so far. I'll be in Hattiesburg Wednesday night on my way home from Houston. I'll stay with my little brother. Um, but anyway, so we got New Mexico State versus Arizona State. If I had to recommend something, I would say sit in the outfield and catch all the home run balls you're going to see. Nick Gonzalez from New Mexico State, absolute animal. Maybe one of the best all-around hitters in college baseball. There's video of him hitting an oppo home run today, which is I mean, it was the most impressive thing I saw all weekend. Just taking an outside pitch 400 feet to right field. Um, so him against 
basically, I think I would be much more interested in this game if it was just a home run derby between him and Spencer Torkelson. What do you think about that, Dimitri? Hey, that'd be that'd be that'd be that'd be entertainment. Yeah, and so like instead of three hours of baseball, you have an hour and a half home run derby between Nick Gonzalez and Spencer Torkelson, and you just call it a day. Winner, you know, maybe save some money on travel for New Mexico State. You just travel with like Nick Gonzalez and maybe one other guy, and then like your BP thrower. Who would you, who would you take if you had if you had if you had a thousand dollars if you had a rack on Spencer Torkelson or Nick Gonzalez? Who are you taking? I'm taking Torkelson with all $1,000 easy money. I but, think I would have to take him too. I mean, it would be it would be fun though. I think I don't know if Nick Gonzalez is more of a home run derby player than than Spencer Torkelson, but as far maybe if you gave if you gave both of them like BESR bats, like the old old bats where they just balls fly, maybe Nick Gonzalez wins cuz maybe his his stamina is a little bit better. Um, but I think Torkelson would hit balls 50 feet further, at least. But I think, yeah. That's my suggestion. Instead of a midweek matchup, I mean, New Mexico State's probably going to lose anyway, so you might as well just turn it into a home run derby. Give the fans I, what they want. Is it crazy for me to think that Louisiana Tech beats LSU Wednesday night? No. I th- well, let me get let me get through my last two on Tuesday, and then we'll move to Wednesday. Um, so we have Sam Houston versus Texas. That's a big test for Texas to see if they actually are deserving of a top 25 ranking. Sam Houston's had some really good clubs in the past. We saw them in the Super Regionals a few years ago. Um, they have a, a really talented sophomore. I forget his name, but I know he's like on the top of the draft boards um, for next year. And then we have San Diego, Long Beach State. San Diego beats Iowa today pretty handily. San Diego looks real good in that. They looked real good in that Tony Gwynn Classic. And Long Beach State comes off a sweep against Wake Forest. So... That's a big Tuesday night matchup for RPI rankings moving forward in the season. And now we can talk about Louisiana Tech, LSU, Dimitri. So go ahead. I'm going to say right now, I think Louisiana Tech might win that game. Well, Dimitri, I think you would be in the – the if you said the opposite, I would be more shocked. I mean, LSU just doesn't win in-state midweek games, and they just haven't recently. Um, I would be shocked if LSU won this game. I think Louisiana Tech's going to win it. I really do. I think Louisiana Tech had a kind of an off weekend this week against Troy where they lose two out of three, but they won nine to nothing today, hit the ball all over the ballpark. Um, their pitching staff is really good. And like I've said, like teams in, in Louisiana show up to LSU expecting it's to win in midweek trip. because they, they're, they're playing this like it's the World Series. Dude, you know, play, you, know, you, know what, you know what I just thought about? So I'm looking at this. USC plays Cal State Fullerton. And I didn't even blink and I was like, oh, yeah, Fullerton will win that game. USC, like, dude, they ha- did you in football last this, this year? Their 2020 class was, like, ranked 55. No, I think they were ranked 79 because I actually remember seeing that. Like, they, it was, like, almost they, 80. Like, it was so bad of a recruiting class and it makes you wonder how the hell USC isn't good at sports. Dude, it's embarrassing. Whoever their athletic director is needs to be fired. Because if you're the University of Southern Cal, you can get pretty much anybody you want to come to your school. And they haven't made noise in baseball, basketball, or football in my recent memory. I can't think of any team from USC that stood out. And they've had good talent. They just don't win. Dude, they've had a losing record. They've had a losing record 
the last three years. 2015 was the last time they weren't under 500 in baseball. That's embarrassing. And they have their neighbors right next door, UCLA, who, you know, they've been winning national championships and making to Omaha, getting a ton of guys drafted in the first round. Have some pride, USC. Have some pride. Or, or else me and Dimitri will take over the program. We'll, we'll build think, you guys up. I think up. State is a better baseball program than USC. I said it first. Say that again. I didn't hear what you said. I think Boise State is a better baseball program than USC. As far as what? I mean, we've only seen one weekend of Boise That's State. You saying like with the talent that they got to come into Boise State and play? I think I think USC gets manhandled all weekend if they go to Texas. Probably. I don't know. That's a good that's a good conversation, but so you're saying like in three years you think Boise State will be more relevant than USC? I think I think Boise State will have a better baseball program in three years. Okay. I like that. I mean it's not I don't know if I hundred percent agree with it, but you never know. So you're saying that Florida I mean Cal State Fullerton will beat USC this week in oh, midweek. Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't if they don't, I'll eat my words. I'll eat my damn words if they <laughs> win that game. But no. It shouldn't even right. All right. No, that's fair. Um, another Wednesday game that I'm excited for, uh, Florida goes to Stetson. And we saw Stetson beat Central Florida in a midweek last week. So this is a game where Florida, you know, coming off their high horse, sweeping Miami. This is a game where Stetson's talented enough to win. And they're going to be trying to win. So Wednesday, you guys look out for Florida hey, versus Stetson. Southern Miss, Ole Miss this week, too. Who? Southern Miss, Ole Miss. Yeah, I said that on Tuesday. That was the first game I talked about. Yeah. But, yeah, so anyways, um, those are the per- the midweeks that I think are irrelevant, but there's a lot of teams playing Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, just kind of some cupcake games for the top 25. Um, but those seven, those six or seven games you guys should watch out for. I think it's going to be a good time. Um, but anyways, Dimitri, it's been a pleasure once again. Always a pleasure, Ben. You guys check out our, our new stuff on, on Twitter and Instagram. We'll have... Uh, more blogs coming up. We ha- we're re- releasing more merchandise. If y'all want to mingle and mangle with me on IG stories, go ahead. Give me some yeah, hot takes. No, yeah, please communicate with us. We love it when you guys comment and DM us. We try to reply to everybody. Um, but you guys have a good Monday, good Tuesday, and we'll see you guys Wednesday when I make my trip back down to Houston for the Houston College Classic next weekend. So um, good episode, Dimitri, and we'll, we will – Be ready and locked and loaded on social media. You guys let us hear anything you want. Y'all have a good one. Peace out, man. See ya.